Now the pitch to Alonzo. Swing and a miss. He got it. Luke Williams. Yes, sir. Forget about it. Hector, look at him celebrate as he goes to the back all by himself. Watch this baby sail. Oh, Bryce Harper. Hey guys, and welcome to Broad Street to Britain, a UK Phillies podcast where we are just over a week away from opening day. Oh boy, and I can't help say that about smiling, even why do they have been all week? It is me, Dave Shure at UK Phillies, and of course, my good friend, Alex Carr. How are you, Alex? Oh, Dave, I'm divine. I have had a great last few days watching these, uh, these Philadelphia Phillies, these new Philadelphia Phillies. Uh-huh. Uh, put in some work, put in some work, not quite as much today, but, uh, you know, these past couple days, lots of home runs, lots of good stuff. So I've, I've, I've really been enjoying watching that and, uh, you know, getting pumped for, for some opening day action. Absolutely. And of course, as you guys well know, we were hoping for Greg Murphy to come on, but unfortunately he's a little under the weather right now. And Greg, if you're listening, we wish you all the best, buddy. He will be on as soon as he's healthy, but Pinch hitting for Greg Murphy is none other than Ben Davis. Ben <laughs> Davis is coming up on the show, ladies and gentlemen. Looking forward to this one, Alex. I mean, we just let's just take a second. Greg Murphy, if you are listening, just the greatest guy in the business. Um, I mean, he didn't have to send a pinch hitter. He didn't have. He could have just said, you know, I'm sorry, guys. I'm 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 not feeling well. You know, I'm gonna you know skip it. Skip it this time. Uh, go on without me something like that nope sent us you know only the guy that's been in the booth with t-mac all spring right. so, i mean just a just an absolute wonderful human being uh we really appreciate you and, and get well soon good sir absolutely yeah he greg greg said uh, obviously he's under the weather and we, we wish him well and he said he would send a, a try and get ben on i was like oh, okay that'd be awesome if it happens but you know i wasn't expecting you know Ben to say yes, this to happen. And lo and behold, Ben Davis is lined up, ready to go. So, uh, Greg, you're the man. You are the man. Thank you so much. Uh, Alex, let's talk quickly what's been happening this week. Today, Hazy's gone to the White Sox. Um, I hope it works out for him. I honestly, genuinely really hope it works out for Adam Hazley. Just one of those, it just didn't work out here, did it? It, it, just, it just didn't work out. I think um, it's really unfortunate because, I mean, everybody that has followed me or, or has listened to this podcast, you all know I love Hayes, just a great guy. Um, and, you know, a talented hitter, too. Um, it's unfortunate because, you know, this team was carrying nine outfielders, right, on their 40-man roster. There's no way that they were going to head into opening day with a, you know, while the roster is short on spots with nine outfielders on their roster. And then after the signing of Nick Castellanos and the signing of Kyle Schwarber, anybody that wasn't a center fielder, the outlook started looking pretty grim in terms of playing time. So, um, you know, it's really, it sucks to see him go. It's honestly, once again, just another one of those things. You look at these, these picks over the last few years, uh, prior at least to 2020, and you kind of scratch your head saying, uh, if, if, if we knew this was the eventuality, I mean, we wouldn't have tanked in the first place, I don't think. But um, 
you know, I, I, I wish him all the best. Absolutely, um, yeah. I think also, you know, we should talk about the return. McKinley Moore. Uh, yeah, being, Alex, you know, listen about Kinley Moore. He's a, yeah. a pitching prospect. I don't know. I'm not going to lie. I don't know anything about, about, about the guy. So, Alex, fill the good people in. Kinley Moore, let's go. As, as far as is my understanding, um, look, I do not. The White Sox have probably the worst system in baseball. I don't pay a lot of attention to it. That being said, what I know about McKinley Moore, um, you know, very much the same type that the Phillies have been targeting for the last three years. He's tall. He, you know, so obviously projectable frame, um, you know, has a fastball that touches upper 90s, uh, usually sits, you know, 95, 97, um, and has a really good, well-graded slider, we'll say, um, you know, meaning that the, the horizontal break is good, the, the grading is good um, in terms of, you know, spin, things of that nature. It's an efficient pitch. Yeah. Uh, so you're looking at uh, long-term a reliever for, for certain, um, unless – they have something up their sleeve, but you know, it's a, it's a good get. He's not, you know, he doesn't need to be added to the 40 man roster. Um, so so where would he go? Double A, triple A, triple A? Probably going to start at double A, I would think, which yep. is going to be, Redding is going to be fun. Um, <laughs> Johan Rojas is, is going to be there eventually. Luis Garcia is going to be there eventually. I mean, it's going to be an exciting time. Um, that being said, you know, it's, it's something, right? It's not nothing. You didn't designate Adam Hazley for assignment. Um, which would have looked even worse. Um, you, yeah. you got something back. So it's, it's, it's unfortunate that this is the way that, you know, another one of their first round picks goes, but as one goes down, another <laughs> springs into action. Hello. Uh, I'm sure we're going to get to that, but uh, you know, this, this obviously creates an opportunity for, for Mickey Moniak. I just wrote a, a piece about Mickey um, here we go, and, and which I we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. Here we too. go. I was gonna segue yeah. into this, Alex, and I know many of you enjoy this man and what he's got to say about the Phils and baseball because this guy knows his stuff right here. My good friend has had a brilliant opportunity put to him, and Alex, tell the good people where we can find your good writing. You can find me uh, under uh, the Sports Illustrated. Uh, title of inside phillies uh you can find me over there uh with with fan nation uh and under the sports illustrated umbrella i'm really really excited um i mean this is something that for me has been uh, a long time coming i'm really excited to you know be jumping back into writing um i've missed it a lot i it it i know more now what i want to do with my writing than i did a few years ago. Um, and I'm, I'm really, really excited to get back to it. Um, but anyway, I wrote my first feature on Mickey. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I wrote it earlier today. Uh, I'm really, really, really proud of it. Um, it's coming out in like 10 minutes. Um, I'm really pumped. Uh, but essentially, you know, Mickey has suffered through a lot to get to where he is right now. And, um, to finally crack, crack that, that opening day roster has, well, and it's not official yet. We should say, you know, it's, I'm really happy for him. Uh, he's, yeah. he's, he's really worked hard to get to where he is and he's made some adjustments that uh, obviously have taken some time, but are now paying dividends. I mean, he is smoking the baseball, absolutely smoking it. Yeah. And although he was last spring as well, his defense looks better. His swing looks a little bit different as well. He has made some adjustments, and overall, I think he's in a better state now than he was this time last spring.
what's really great, what makes this time, <laughs> wow, I sound like, you know, this time is different. Uh, what <laughs> makes this time truly different. First of all, we saw last year, Mickey, obviously not his, his best year in terms of discipline. We know that that's an issue. Uh, he's not a very disciplined hitter just yet. He's still 23 years old. Remember, not a very disciplined hitter. Pitch selection is not very good at all. They're working on it. That being said, he's absolutely turned on a few baseballs uh, this oh, spring. Yeah. And the exit velocities have been outstanding. And on top of that, the, the home run distances have not been cheap. I, in my piece, I, I, I cited... You know, they've been anywhere from 378 feet to 431. That one that he hit to dead center against the Pirates went 400 feet. It was, I mean, and that was 109 and a half miles an hour off the bat. Those are big league exit velos. And I look, I'm not judging hitters just purely based off of exit velocity. But when you see a guy putting up those kinds of numbers, not everybody can can put out those exit velos. So um, it does catch your eye. It's, it's, it's something that really, you know, Grabs your attention. Hey, Alex, this time in 2018, the Bills were about to play the Braves in Atlanta. And it was opening day. And, and get ready for these names. 2018 is 2018 Hobie Milner's opening day. Is that no, 2018? no, 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 it did open. Yeah, but then Gabe uh, Kapler brought in Hobie Milner to face Freddie Freeman, right? Was that is 2018? that this year or was that 2019? That's 2019, isn't it? That's... Oh, it could be 2018. I think it's 2018. Oh, no. Okay. Keep going. Keep going. Cesar Hernandez, Carlos Santana, Nick Williams, oh Reese Hoskins. Would that have been Reese's first year? No, he came in midway 2017. That year, but I mean, first full year. It's been his, his debut. Well, it's been his first opening day, wouldn't it? First no. full year. Yeah, first opening day. Aaron Alter in center field. JP Crawford, Michael Franco, Mr. Mr. March and April, Andrew Knapp as our main catcher, Aaron Nola leading off. Look at that lineup to the lineup we have this year. Whew. What a contrast. It what a, a pretty, contrast. Pretty stark contrast. I'm not gonna I'm, lie to I'm you. panning because I know you're looking for those Nola, that Nola. Hold line. on, no, I'm I'm looking for it. Let me look at the box score. Man, wow. I Score. Even back then, my excitement levels were through the roof. I think every year, but this year is different. You know, you were saying how this year is the classic. Oh, this this time it's different. This, this year, the Phils are making the playoffs. This year, and I keep saying oh, to everybody, that's it. It is 2018. It is 2018. Let's go. That set didn't that just set the pace for how this? Ah. And Nola was cruising, right? Am Aaron Nola right goes 5.1 with three hits, one earned run, pitches? three strikeouts. Killing it. He was at, uh, let me look at it, 68 pitches. 68 pitches. And look, <laughs> this is no hate to Gabe. Obviously, you know, he's proven, he has proven to everybody what kind of manager he is. So, you know, uh, yeah. not that he'd be listening, but um, Hobie Milner comes in for a third of an inning. That's and right. Gets up a bomb to Freddie Freeman. That's and right. At the, at the time, I think they were leading like, I can't remember. I think there were. Hey, there wasn't was, this? Like, wasn't this the the? Wasn't this series when he went to the bullpen and nobody was warming up? Oh, maybe. Was that the what? Was that that series as well where he made the call to the bullpen to bring someone in, but nobody I was ready remember. or warmed up, and it was just an empty, an empty Too bullpen. Too much was going on. I this was nobody deserved 2018. Nobody does. <laughs> nobody deserved Carlos Santana at third base. Nobody deserved Reese Hoskins in left field. Nobody deserved any of this. This was. 
this was another another era of baseball. But um, yeah, and then the Phillies would go on to lose the game. Uh, Adam Morgan allowed two runs and Hector. Right. Yeah. 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 That's it. Oh. Uh, Oh man. That was about as uh, accurate an opening day as 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 you could get. That was pretty rough. I tell you what, Alex. Shall we? Shall we get the our guest on? I think we shall. I think let's get our guest on, and it is none other than NBC's Phillies TV analysis. Everybody. It's Ben Davis, guys. Woo! Hello, Ben. Hello, how, everybody. How are you, Ben? How are you doing? I'm doing great. Doing great. Uh, enjoying the sunshine down here in Clearwater and uh, just anxious to get this season started. But so far, I'm really liking what I see. Oh, man. We're going we're gonna to dive into that very shortly because I'm very excited to get into the fields. Um, but, Ben, how, how are you and how have you spent your offseason? What have you been up to in the offseason? Like all of us, I imagine waiting and waiting and I'm waiting for this <laughs> to finally get here. Um, but how have you spent your off season? Well, uh, we stay busy. I have, we have four kids. My wife and I have four kids. Uh, one's oh. a sophomore. And then we have uh, two girls that are in seventh and eighth grade. And our little guy, he's in first grade. So we spend most of our time chasing them around. And uh, <laughs> I do an awful lot of, uh, of lessons, baseball lessons in the off season as well. So pitching, awesome. uh, catching, hitting, fielding. So that keeps me busy as well, but they're all in the sport. So we, you know, we're always at the games and things like that and, and just running around. But, um, you know, it's iffy when, uh, it's figure out if this lockout was going to end. And right. my birthday was a couple of weeks ago on March 10th. And that was the day that the lockout ended. And that was like the best birthday present we could ever have. So isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it was, yeah. it was just sort of like, where were you when it ended? Wasn't it? It was just a massive sigh of relief all around the world, let alone baseball fans in the States. Uh, so you've been kept pretty busy then by the sounds of it. Uh, my, my little boy is now just two and a half and I'm trying to get him into baseball, but I'm starting with the Fanatic. I think that's a great base to start off because he loves the Fanatic. He's got a little Fanatic teddy and I put YouTube clips up for him on the TV and, and he, he laughs along and he claps and he loves him. So that's a, a promising hey, listen, sign. I'm 45 years old and I laugh at everything. He right. Does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's some great clips of, uh, of you on there as well with the Fnatic in the boob with the popcorn uh, and oh, the yeah. little boy goes crazy when he starts throwing it everywhere. He giggles, he claps his hand. It's like, ah, okay, this is good. This is a good start. <laughs> Just need to get him a little bat and ball for the summer. Now we're going to play in the, in the garden, in the field and oh, get him a little glove. Uh, oh, that's it. Yeah. That's his parent talk. Okay. Uh, right. Let's get down to business. The Phillies, wow, wow, what, what an offseason. What an offseason that I don't think even we expected. We have got over luxury tax. We've got some big, big bats in that lineup. And they're showing their stuff in spring. And I've said it before, this spring, to me, feels a bit different because the guys are, are hustling early. Like, it, there's nothing laid back or lackluster about this spring so far. They're, they're swinging. They're beating that ball out of the parks. Ben, what's what's the vibe that you're getting down there in Clearwater? Are you getting the same thing that they're ready? They're ready for opening day. They're ready to win. Yeah, they're ready. They're anxious. I think uh, I don't th- I don't think they're nervous. I think they're anxious to get out there and and play with all these new toys. Uh, <laughs> this is something. That's what I said to Joe Girardi the other day. I said you got to feel like a kid on Christmas morning with all these shiny new toys. And he said I absolutely do. But I, I think that the ownership group and, and more power to them, John Middleton and the Buck family. Uh, I think they realized that they needed to compete not only in Major League Baseball, but just in their division. This division is so good. It's going to be it's going to be tough. 
Um, but I think they realized that, hey, if we're going to be competitive, we have to go out and get a couple more guys. The number one guy on my list was Castellanos. Uh, and that's with everybody that was involved. You know, Trevor Story, yeah, Carlos yeah. Correa, everyone involved. I'm so glad they got Schwerber. But Castellanos was the guy that I really wanted to be in there. And they went out and got him as well. We interviewed him during the game yesterday in the broadcast. You can I see saw it. His yeah. passion for hitting, his passion for playing the game, his passion for his teammates, its that's infectious. And I think that's something that the ball club needs. But he's going to provide so much protection for Bryce Harper and everybody else in that lineup. And Schwerber at the top, I think they have a, um, they, they've been retooled. And it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, they're going to go in slumps like every other offense. But I think they're going to be a lot more consistent. Uh, and I think they're, they're going to feed off each other. Absolutely. And it's, it's going to be a fun team. This team looks like we're going to have some fun. The crowd, the fans are going to pack out Citizens Bank. It's got that sort of vibe of when, when Harper, their first year with Bryce Harper, when Citizens Bank was pa- packed for that Brave series. And it just got those vibes again. And I, I've only been a fan since 2012. So I haven't seen the glory days. I haven't, I am, I'm, I'm longing. I'm longing for those days and to experience that. But this is the most excited I've been for a, for a new Philly season. Um, where would this rank for you, Ben? Because you've seen, you've seen it all, obviously. You've seen the, good, the glory days. Um, but going into this season, how does how this stack up for you? Uh, it's definitely going to be the best offense that we're going to watch. Um, my first year of working in, in even the studio doing the pre and post was 2011. And that was the last year that the Phillies made the playoffs. Yep. There's been some lean years. It's been... <laughs> it's been uh, <laughs> They've had a rough go of it since, you know, from 2012 on. And it's uh, it's been tough. The pitching hasn't been good. The offense hasn't been good. Defense, base running, you name it. They were finding ways to lose ball games. Now they're going to find ways to win ball games. And, and it's 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 going to be drastically different. I, I can guarantee you that. The, the moves that they made in the bullpen alone, they have a lot of veteran guys, three guys that have that have closed yeah. in the past. Um, and you're going to, Knable's going to be the, the closer, but you also had Familia who closed and Brad Hand who's closed. So there's a lot of experience out there, guys that get righties and lefties out. Uh, the defense, listen, the defense, they're not going to have maybe a ton of guys that win gold gloves, but all I'm asking out of the defense is the fact that you catch the baseball. If the ball is hit at you, make the standard play, make the fundamental play and get outs. Um, you know, they're not going to be a ton of guys, like I said, winning gold gloves, but just make the fundamental plays, they'll be okay. I believe when all is said and done, that this team is only going to go as far as the starting rotation is going to take them. A, can they stay healthy? B, can they give them innings? Um, It's going to be tough early on because their pitch count hasn't been built up the way we've seen in in years past. And that's why there's almost that sense of urgency down here in spring training to kind of rush, rush, rush. You've seen all these guys play on the road. You don't see Bryce Harper going on the road and playing a road game, but he he did it the other day in Dunedin. So these guys are getting their bats uh, and and they're they're getting ready to rock and roll because April was it April seventh is their first game uh, so it's right around weeks. yeah uh, cool. and we see uh, Suarez I think Friday and Wheeler Saturday what are they gonna how do they play, how do the fields play this because this will be their first outing and we're just just by then we'll be a week away from the opening day what what would you do Ben would you give him two innings and ease them in or give them three, four, getting ready for their, their first starts of the season. How do the fields, they've got to be careful. They've got to be really, really careful here. Yeah, they can be careful, but I think they, they do have some other options. They're going to be allowed to carry a couple extra players for the first month of April. So that's going to help out. Um, I think right now that's just going to go straight pitch count, you know, go out there, throw a lot of fastballs, get that fastball command back, 
they have been throwing some bullpens and some live sessions. We saw Bryce Harper hitting off of Zach Wheeler the other day. Yeah. So they have been throwing some live sessions and trying to build that arm strength up, but it's basically going to come down to pitch count and, and how they feel, you know, warming up in the bullpen, going and sitting down, coming out and throwing, going and sitting down, coming out and throwing all those warm up pitches. That's how you really, really start to build that stamina up um, and get on that routine. But uh, they're going to be very cautious with those guys because, listen, it's going to be, like I said, it's going to come down to the starting pitching and how consistent and how good they can be throughout the course of the year. And, and what, what do you think about starting pitching? Because I think people outside of Philly, uh, maybe some Philly fans themselves, I think we're sleeping a bit on this rotation. It's, you know, we've got a Cy Young candidate. Suarez, if he has anything like the season he had last season, then whoa. You know, brilliant. Gibson's is a is a more than good enough four five hole pitcher. Eflin, hey, he's got a big year ahead of him. Nola's got a big bounce. Hopefully, fingers crossed, big bounce back year ahead of him. Do you think people are sleeping on this rotation a little bit? Because potentially, it could be it could be good. It could be really good. Again, it's going to come down to health. I think Aaron Nola is going to have a bounce back year. He has to. Yes. Um, I think some of these guys, and I think Cal Gibson last year. Cal Gibson had a sub three. ERA in Texas, yeah. he was an all-star. He comes here and he has an ERA over five. You know, so he needs to have a bounce back year as well. Zach Eflin, can he stay healthy? He's he was crying in his locker the other day. He felt so good. He had thrown two innings. He felt so good. He felt healthy. He is a big man. You can understand some of the injuries, especially yeah. with the knees. But uh, you know, he feels great. And as long as these guys, I think they're going to feed off each other, much like the lineup is going to, knowing that a they don't have to limit the opposition to one run or less because they know the offense is going to score runs for them. They know they have a bolstered bullpen, so they don't have to be perfect all the time. I think that really kind of plays into the psyche, into the mindset of these guys, and uh, it, it's, it's only going to help them out. But I think they're – Ranger Swears, I don't think was a fluke, knock on wood. That's <laughs> it. Oh, yeah, please. Yeah. But he, he just gets the ball and he throws it. He gets a sign. He throws each pitch with conviction. He has an idea. He's not just throwing a pitch just to throw it. And he, he trusts his stuff. He says, listen – I'm going to challenge you. If you hit it, you hit it. I trust my defense. I trust my late movement. You're not going to barrel a lot of balls up. Uh, I think he's going to be just have another sophomore, great, great sophomore season. Oh, I'm just talking about it now. I'm, I'm so excited. I, I can't stop smiling recently. Everybody at work's wondering why I'm so happy. And it's, it's tough to explain to work colleagues who know nothing about baseball, about what's going on right now. Um, Bryson Stark. We heard Castellanos in his interview say yesterday he is really good. He is making a great push to be in the opening, not only the opening day roster, but possible, what do you reckon, Ben? A possible starter, third base? A lot of talk about him at third base starting the season. What, what do you reckon, Ben? Well, Joe Girardi said he's going to have another start at third base this week, this coming week. He is versatile. I think they do want to play it cautiously and not have what happened to Scott Kingry last year or, or, or yeah. in years past. Um, and I still think Scott has a future with the Phillies in the big leagues. I hope so. Um, but I think they're going to be very cautious with him. I don't know how he doesn't go north with the team. The guy's hitting I don't know if he played today, but uh, I think he made – I don't think he was nah, in he wasn't in today. But, I mean, he's hitting 500. And I know it's a small sample size, but he's getting his hits. He's hitting the ball hard. But it's his at-bats that have been so good. His at-bats are great. If he goes down 0-2, it seems like he, he gets the full count and then work, works a walk or whatever. But his at-bats off righties and lefties, it doesn't hasn't seemed that he's been the same either way. So um, I, 
I don't know. He's played a great defense. He's played short well. He's played third base. He's done everything they've asked him to do. I don't know how he doesn't go north with the team. He's only going to help the team out. Um, I think playing in the fall league helped him out tremendously. It's a yeah, very, yeah. Uh, it's a very, it's a great league. I played back in the fall league a long time ago, but it's, that's where they, all that they send all their, their best prospects. And he succeeded very well playing there. I think that helped him out, gave him a lot more confidence. He's just a lot more relaxed and he looks really good right now. It'd be, I'd be hard pressed for them not to take him, uh, you know, up North back to Philly with them. And what have you thought about his, his eye in particular, his batter's eye? I mean, he's out, his pitch selection has been outstanding. I mean, you know, and he's shown this in years past too, especially at the fall league, you know, he walked more than he, more than he struck out. I mean, has that impressed you? Is that the premier thing that's impressed you? Is, is there something else? I mean, his swing is obviously gorgeous, but what, what do you think has most impressed you? I, I think it is his presence in the batter's box. Yeah. Um, a lot of young hitters, I think this is what he did a little bit last year, but a lot of young hitters, when they get in the batter's box, they want to show everybody how great they are. Maybe, you know, certain people haven't seen him. These are broadcasted games the people in Philly. I'll show everybody in Philly. I belong on that team and I'll show everybody how great I am. So what you start doing is you start over swinging. You start chasing pitches out of the strike zone. You start swinging at balls in the dirt, trying to do too much. Swing too hard, your bat slows down. He may have done that a little bit last year. He's not doing it this year. His presence in the batter's box, he just, it's like, okay, if you throw me away, I'll take you away. Throw one in, I'll pull you. It's his presence. It's that it's a, a mentality like, listen, I'm not, I'm going to stay within myself. And having a young player do that, it speaks volumes of him and his confidence and his just ability to go up there and just say, no, I'm just going to be Bryce and stop today. I'm not going to try and be Bryce Harper. I'm not trying to be Reese Hoskins. I'm just going to be me. And boy, has it paid off. He's staying within himself and he's just taking care of business. And, you know, in, in my opinion, he's already won the job at third base. But listen, I don't know what's going to go on. Uh, there still might be another trade in the mix. We saw Adam Hazley get traded today. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you never know what could happen. Dave Dombrowski, I call, I told my wife, I said, I call him the, the silent assassin. Because <laughs> he pulls off these deals like, hey, wait a minute. He's got Cassianos and Schwerber for the same price as Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant, right. Why did he do it? He's the side, and all of a sudden, boom, he's here, and we got both of them. And, and there's such like, little buzz, too. He's just like, <laughs> it comes out of nowhere all of a sudden, you know. It just pops up. Somebody like tweets a rumor like maybe 30 minutes before it, it goes down. And he really, he's been really impressive, Dave. Yeah. I think, I think he's been absolutely outstanding. He's been great. And I think, you know, you look at someone like Sam Fold, who's technically the general manager and yeah. Jorge Valendia. Uh, but I think these guys are and, and and Ned Rice as well. But I think these guys are learning from, from Dombrowski. They're learning from Dave because they're like, Certainly wait a minute here, like this guy, this, they're learning a lot. It's only going to help the ball club, the front office, make the right moves down the line, maybe when Dave's not here anymore. But uh, they're, they're definitely learning a lot. It's a great learning, great guy to learn underneath, that's for sure. He's, he's done it all in the game. Opening day is just, just over a week away. Um, do you still get excited for opening day? Are, are you, you know, are, is the buzz there with the broadcast team as well? And can you feel the anticipation in Clearwater with, with the camp and the players as well? Or are their minds, can you tell, solely focused on the job? Or are they getting a little bit excited and giddy? How, how do you approach an opening day as a, as a player like, like yourself when you were playing? Uh, you never lose. I, I have the same feelings inside internally that I, that I had back when I actually played. It's yeah. just that sense of anticipation and that, okay, it's here. My favorite game of the year 
is the Super Bowl. Because I know when this when that's over, right, that's it. Yeah, it's baseball time. <laughs> so I, I love the anticipation of opening day, knowing it's going to be here. And it's that that sense, it's just something that's in my blood. It's something I've done my entire life. And once it finally gets here, even if I'm not working that particular game, I'm going to be watching the game. Uh, I think this team is anxious to get out of here. And I think that they've gone about their business the right way because, again, the shortened spring training, but I think they almost kind of prefer it, knowing that all these guys come to spring training already in shape. They all have their own chefs. They all have their own trainers. These guys are ready to go when they get here. It's just a matter of getting your pitch count up or getting a couple more swings in. But they're, they're ready to go. Uh, there's a sense of anticipation even back home. You know, if I stop at Wawa, I get a cup of coffee or something. I say, yo, Ben, what are, how's it going to be this year? But it's, it's everybody. It's everywhere in the Delaware Valley that I go. Um, it's, it's, there's that sense of, of anxiousness and just wanting to go. Yeah. Because I think it's, it's almost like they want to show the world, like, again, the shiny new toys. They want to show everybody, hey, hey, we're here to stay. And it's going to be a fun season to watch. Um, I, it'd be nice to see some bigger crowds back at the ballpark again. And, and that's going to be a, a huge thing for the ball club as well. But um, it's going to be a fun year. It's going to be a tough year. It's going to be a challenging year because, again, the division is so good. The Mets are unbelievable good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at the Braves, they won it all last year. So even the Marlins with their good pitching staff, um, you know, and the Nats, they have some good young talent down there. So it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be a heck of a fun fun ball game to watch. Uh, and ben, yeah. they- <laughs> they say spring training uh it's spring training for everybody right but you guys in the booth you guys sound you guys sound fantastic i mean he's, T-Mac is obviously, next, yeah. he's getting he's getting some 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 calling practice in you know with a uh, little thing march madness i don't know if you heard of it yeah. Yeah. but you know <laughs> doing that uh but I, I i have to tell you i mean this is less of a question more of just a compliment to you i mean your matt croon story yesterday obviously preceding that <laughs> that home run of yeah, yeah, time. yeah. yeah. That was really, I mean, I, I really, really enjoyed you on the broadcast yesterday. I really, I connected so well to like, you, you just had all these, all these blurbs that I really was like, I was, I was really, I was vibing with you, Ben. I was vibing. I did want to ask, of course, I I just wanted to ask, is it his dad throwing triple digits early 2000s? True? Really? I'm actually, I was like, I got mad at myself yesterday. Because Crone is not a, it's not a name like Davis or Smith. Right? <laughs> You're right. And, I, and the thing was, like, I'm looking at him I'm like, man, he looks exactly like a guy I used to play with, Mark Crone. And I just went on the internet and I looked, I'm like, son of a gun. I was so mad when I put two together earlier. Um, because, you know, I, I, I hopefully he's going to be there tomorrow because I would love to speak to him to see how Mark is doing his pops. Uh, but yeah, he was a triple digit guy. He had, that's crazy. He had, he had like Arsenio Hall hands, like his fingers were so long and the ball just like, it looked like a golf ball in his hand and he just had a quick, and it was kind of effortless and the ball was just, phew, it would just pop on in. And, um, you know, I got to catch him in spring training quite a bit. And then he ended up going overseas to play for, for a lot more years. But uh, yeah, I just, it was one of those things. I'm, I, the bat caught my eye because I, you just don't see those bats anymore because everything now is, is maple or birch, like I said in the broadcast. And it just caught my eye, and he had a funny little antidote about, yeah, I got it in some closet in the back on the Marley side, <laughs> and then he goes up and hits the home run. So it's nice when they oblige us and, and, and go along with our commentary, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, you might, you might see I – don't, I don't know if he's going to make the big club this year, but Matt, he's, he's tacked on some muscle. He's added some power. He, 
looks good. So you might see, you might see Mark uh, one of these days. I mean, I, I just really, I had to compliment you because that, that story was so, not only was it timely, but it just really, you, you put so much work in and I really, I, I truly appreciated that story yesterday and just those little moments, you know, those, those little moments are what spring training is all about. I appreciate it. And you get to know some of the guys that you're never going to see, like Akami, who's, who went to Newman Gretti High School. Such a good it, guy. That's a great story to having a hometown kid play for his, his team that he grew up watching his whole life. Uh, but it, it definitely helps with the broadcast and kind of like you get, and especially later in the spring training, you get some of these guys that you've never, you know, you don't recognize their name and they yeah. come in yeah. wearing number 97, you know, so it's gonna, you gotta have to <laughs> something to get the broadcast moving. <laughs> it's great. Even as a, you know, someone who's, Again, I haven't been following baseball for as long as you guys, but it's just, it, it's a nice relatability to hear these sort of stories. You know? And it's like, like, like you said, is you're just sitting there watching baseball, listening to, sto- listening to stories and, and time's gone by. And it's, it's great. It, there's nothing better, honestly. There is yeah. nothing better. I'm just sat there smiling. My wife walks in and goes, are you okay? It's like, yeah, I'm so good right now. You know? and <laughs> it is fun. I, I love what I do and hopefully I can do it for as long as they'll let me. But they get to work with these great people. Like you mentioned, Alex, about T-Mac. I mean, there's nothing. He sounds so good at everything he's he does, best. football or basketball. He's just so talented. He's well-prepared, but he just presents the game in such a way where it's fun to listen to. And I get to work with him every day, and it's it's a blast. And all the guys we work with, we have a great production crew as well. They kind of help with everything. They, you know, everything runs smoothly. And those guys are back in, like Jeff and John and Nick are back in Philadelphia right now running everything from the Wells Fargo Center and just Tom and I are down here right now doing the broadcast. That makes it that much more difficult, but they, they find ways to make everything run smoothly. Tom, Tom's energy is is amazing. He's one of my favorite sports. It will sound biased, but one of my favorite sports broadcasters in all sports because his energy for, like you said, the March Madness, I caught that call, that winning call. They're peacocks. Let them fly. I didn't didn't even like, like basketball March Madness to me over here. I don't really understand it obviously we don't get that much coverage but he got me excited i didn't know really what was happening or the significance but tom's energy and his calls got me gripped it's like yes this is amazing and i don't quite know why but tom's excited if tom's excited i'm excited you know and even his spring training calls he puts everything into it spring or not whatever he's doing his energy and when i'm when i met him for the first time last year what a great guy can i just say tom is you know he's exactly what you see and what you hear on air he's exactly a, and all the crew john he's the best greg you know they were all brilliant uh Chelsea as well was there and they're just what a crew what a chemistry the chemistry that's what we're going to get to the chemistry with you guys makes it for me because it flows and it's like listening to you guys it's like you it's no effort with you guys it's like you guys are hanging out and we're all invited you make it very welcoming you make it very open well thank you very much it's just great it is i, I love it how Thanks. was how was uh your time with Scott Fransky? How was that? Uh, it was. I thought it was kind of seamless. Uh, you know, he's he's a professional. It sounded great. He's great. You know at what he does, and uh, it is a it, it is a little different for him in the sense that he doesn't have to talk as much. Radio is his show. You know, when, when he's unbelievable. The, the color on on radio, they don't just don't speak as much because Scott has to describe what is going on so that in, in the, the listener's mind, they can see what's going on right. and kind of picture that, you know, in their brain. But in with television, obviously I, I speak a little bit more, still let him call the play and all that, but you know, I kind of have to know why guys, why did that happen? Good, bad, or indifferent. 
and you know you, you go on from there but that was i thought it was seamless i've worked with scott before i used to do a, a bunch of radio games for my first couple of years um so we, we we used to working together hey bad it's time for some predictions and i want okay. some predictions and some hot takes um, all right hotter the better ben predictions and some hot takes let's have him all right <laughs> right, put him right in the spot here. My prediction for wins, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with 92 wins. Oh wow. Oh yes. I'm Which is what do you reckon the pennant? Do you reckon that's a, a pennant enough? I don't know if they could I don't know. I, I just want them to get back in the playoffs, honestly, because uh, it's been 2011. Yep. And I know they added a couple extra teams this year with the new bargaining agreement. But if they in the playoffs, they have a chance. Look at what the Nats did a couple of years ago when they end up beating Milwaukee in that one game playoff. And then they get in, they win the whole World Series. So I just want them to get in. But I, I predict 92 wins. I think there's going to be a lot of teams in the National League East that have a lot of wins. So uh, it's not going to be easy. But I'm looking at – I would love to see Bryce Harper win back-to-back -back MVPs. Oh, uh, yeah. He'd be the first Philly to do it since what Schmitty did it in 1881. Yep. So I think he's got even more of a talented cast around him and he's going to see even more pitches to hit, but he looks like he's on a mission, ready to go. He saw his two home runs the other day in Dunedin. Um, I think Castellanos could win a batting title. Uh, these are very lofty predictions, but I think they're well within. Keep the going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Going. I, I think they're well within the grasp of the Phillies. Um, if you were to ask Nick Castellanos right now, do you think you win a batting title this year? He'd say, hell yeah, I can. Um, <laughs> And that's just the way he is. That's the way he thinks. But, uh, you know, he's going to be in a lot better lineup than he was in last year in Cincinnati. So he's going to get a lot of pitches to hit. I think you're looking at Reese Hoskins hitting 30 home runs. And oh, I, think I, so. at, I think you're looking at JT Romuto hitting 25 to 30 as well and getting that, back, that batting average back up. I think he was pressing the last couple of years, just trying to do too much, trying to be the guy that, that provided some protection for Bryce. I think it's going to kind of be like he can just kind of exhale now and just be yep. himself. Yeah, absolutely. I've got us down having um, possibly home was some of the home run derby on another show and uh, Harper and Schw and Castellanos and possibly even Schwarber in a home run derby. We could have six all star players. I I could I think we could easily possibly have six. Uh, it depends on the voting. I know it's all a bit skew with, but um, I, I'm with you, Ben. I just want postseason. I just want Red October. I don't really care how we get there. I just yeah. want to see and I want to experience because I, I every year, Ben. I booked time off in October off work, make my schedule clear because when we make it, I want to be over there like a shot. And this year and last week I went into work and I went, I need these dates off, which will roughly be the time of the wild card and the, uh, the first divisional games. And I'm having it off and I'm so confident this time because I do it every year and I'm having to work it because we don't make it. And they go, <laughs> my boss went, are you sure? And I went, yeah, this, this is the year. I promise. I, I will not be here in the middle of October. I promise. This is the year. Um, so I just want to, I'm longing to experience Red October at Citizens Bank Park. Yeah, um, yeah Alex, what do you reckon? 90, 92 wins. Oh. It's a, it's a lot. But, you know, I think, and I honestly, I think that that really comes down to how healthy they can stay, um, how consistent they can keep this lineup churning. But like Ben said, I mean, there's so much protection in this lineup for guys, even for like, not just Bryce, for guys like Reese, for guys like JT, just like you said, Ben, I mean, JT, I, I'm, I'm with you there. I think, you know, probably pressing a little too hard, hitting the ball on the ground a little bit more than he usually does. 
But I mean, people forget just how good of a player and a hitter he is. I mean, obviously behind the plate. Yeah, Segura hit two ninety last year. Yeah, yeah. So and, like, yeah. We're talking about that. yeah. and then nobody, nobody's talking about you know if Didi can stay healthy and if Didi can really you know if he can continue to you know bring himself back to at least just a little you know fifty percent, seventy five percent of where he used to be. I mean, that guy is used to, especially with a short porch, he's used to. Yeah. cranking them out so yeah. i mean it's a it's a deep lineup it's also just it it's going to be an exciting one to watch it's no 92 wins I, my hopes are high i don't know if i want to <laughs> set myself up for that many but i mean I know, I know 92 sounds high but think of it this way they're still losing 70 you're right totally right games. so i don't know it, it probably is a lofty goal but hey what i'm seeing down here is very promising and it's a, I, I mean, we also forget it. Uh, like you mentioned, Dave, I mean, we, we forget about this rotation and just how good it, it, it is and can be, especially, you know, should those things that we need to break right, break right. I mean, Knievel has looked every bit the closer he was in Milwaukee. It, it's spring, obviously, but that curveball, I mean, even if you're an eye test guy, you can tell that curveball is going <laughs> to strike a lot of guys out. So, I mean, it's, it's a lot of things have to go right, right? But also, there are things that are prone to going right. These are guys with track records, with, you know, experience and with a lot of protection everywhere they go. So I think, you know, I'm really excited. I'm just excited to watch it play out. I think there's so much charisma with this team. I think there's so much excitement in every single lineup spot, um, whether that's, you know, it's got a rookie there or it's got a guy that has something to prove or it's got a guy that's going to bounce back or it's a guy that, you know, is guaranteed to come through in the clutch you know, somebody like Nick Castellanos, somebody like that. It's all exciting. Every little bit of it is exciting. And that's why, that's why I think people are buzzing. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Schwarber, Castellanos, Bryce Reese to go back to back to back to back this year. I would, <laughs> that would be awesome. I, that, how, 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 how many bombs do you see for, for Schwarbs this year? I think he can hit 30 to 35. I think, uh, so too. I think he's kind of that guy that's kind of starting to realize what kind of player he is yep. and what kind of hitter he is. You know, he's, he hit two, what, 266 last year. I can look for that average to come up even a little bit higher. You know, he's back reunited with Kevin Long, who's going to help this ball yeah. club out tremendously, the hitting coach. Um, so I think you're going to see the batting average come up for him as well. But I think he's starting to realize that he's not just a, you know, a guy that's going to hit 220, but hit 40 home runs. I think he's been a guy that can hit 280, with 35 home runs. And um, I think that's only going to help the Phillies. Yeah. And both he and Nick, I mean, they're known for hunting fastballs. They're also, I mean, they can both also go, you know, they can go either way. Nick, mm -hmm. especially, he talked about it the other day. I mean, can just, he mostly sends them out to, to right and center. So, I mean, that's pretty awesome to see. It's pretty awesome to see a guy like Schwarbs, you know, especially in a short porch. You got to love it. Lefties. Yeah. We, we love those lefties here. So um, I just think, I think we're going to see a lot of home runs and that's exciting. Yeah. Ben, when's your, when's your first game on a, an NBC with T-Mac? I don't know. I haven't got my schedule yet. All I know is I'm working tomorrow and then I'm flying home on Thursday. So uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know when, you know, what's going to happen. I don't know if I'll be in the studio or be in the booth uh i i just i don't know right now so awesome well we look forward we look forward to having you back there with t-mac and and crookie in there as well all oh, the team back together uh and and j-roll we're gonna see more of jimmy this year 
I don't know. Um, I, I don't know what his schedule is. I, I don't know. I haven't heard any rumblings. I, I'm, I would assume Smitty would be back as well, but I just haven't heard from the powers to be as to, you know, who's going to be where and when, uh, but hopefully we can get that soon and, and, and see, see what, what happens. Uh, you know, they, they all know that I'm, I'd work every game if they let me. I just, I love what I do. So, um, but yeah, it's, uh, we have a, we have a great crew and uh, we just, we all love doing what we do, but I just don't know the ins and outs of, you know, who's going to be where and, and when. Right. Oh, Ben, I can't thank you enough for coming on, Ben. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for, for stepping in off, off last minute and covering for Greg. And uh, would you, would you be willing to come on during the season at some point? Absolutely. Yeah. Have me on. I, I, Glad to, glad to join you guys. Unfortunately, like you said, Murph couldn't do it. Uh, he's a little under the weather, so I'm glad I could pinch hit for him. But just want to send our uh, our well wishes to Greg. Absolutely. And uh, hopefully keep, keep praying that he feels a little bit better and and uh, you can get back with you guys and, and doing it soon. But, yeah, give me a shout. I'd love to join you guys again. Ben, it's, it's been a lot of fun, my man. Thank you very much. Big travels to you, good sir. Enjoy my the pleasure. rest. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank, Thank you, you kindly. All right. All right. What a guest. Ben, thank you again for coming on. That was that was fantastic. And we will get Ben back on in the season as well. Uh, oh, man, Alex, I'm pumped. Well, I'm pumped. Too, Just man. over a week to go to opening day before we begin against the Oakland Athletics. And then, uh, and then we're straight into a Mets series, aren't we? Is it I think straight? the first Mets yeah, series I, in the first week, so. isn't it? Something like that. I can't remember. No, wait, isn't it Nationals first? Oh, my. No, gosh. no, because Nationals I, was I going to be, wasn't it? It was going to be the. Uh, the... I hardly. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, it's Mets right after. Oof. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, straight into the Mets. Are we hot? Are we, no, we're in New I've got a feeling we're in New York. No, we're at home. No, yeah, we're at home. home. Oh, Asian oh, yeah. Mets at home. And then it's and then it's the Marlins. The Mets are going to have started. Scherzer, Degrom, and oh goodness, yeah. and Bassett, so, I guess. So, so, so Bassett, we're gonna be so, we'll be facing Walker and Carrasco, and then it, probably one of Degrom or Scherzer. Yeah, we're we're gonna have two. Ga- it's a three game series, so yeah, they would have. How many games do they start with? Two, three as they, well. I think yeah. they start with four, because they they start on the seventh, I believe. Oh yeah, they got the Nats, but then are they off on Friday or are they playing again? No, they're they're playing the full four days. Damn. Wow, that's we might not even see Scherzer and Degrom that first week. Um, yeah, yeah, they're playing. They might yeah, give playing them four extra days, rest. four days in the trot, the first four days, and then they go straight into us. That's rough. Ooh, that's pretty rough. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> I'm not gonna get my hopes up, but it, this lineup is is built for that. So it, it's also built, by the way, to to beat bad teams. A good lineup. Oh, will almost always beat bad teams. Have so, to. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a big thing. They're also, you know, they're, it's, it's way stronger than we've seen it. Right. So it's going to be really interesting how we'll get a good sense, by the way, you know, we got seven games with Colorado in that first month. Right. So that's a bad team. We do. I don't, I don't care about them signing Chris Bryant. That's a bad, bad team. So there's really no, and obviously the our our, our luck against uh, Colorado in years past not been great. It's going to be interesting. I think that uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna have a an interesting start to the season, Dave. 
Oh, Alex, Alex, this time next week, next time, the next podcast, we will be on the verge of opening day and all the anticipation that we've been talking about, the wait will be over. Indeed. I, I, I can't, I need it now. I need, I cannot wait. <laughs> I need it now. Let's get this week over and done with first. Alex, my man, thank you for coming on. Of oh, course, okay. where can we find you on the social medias? You can find me at Alex Carr MLB, or you can find my writing uh, on yes. uh, si.com slash Phillies, or you can find it uh, under the handle Phillies SI. Uh, you can also find me on twitch.tv at, at take a bulk. Amazing. things to plug. Amazing. I'm, Alex, you're a busy, busy man. Oh, you're telling <laughs> me. <laughs> um, guys, next week, of course, we'll be previewing opening day, opening series. I'm going to try and get one of the guys from Oakland A's UK on. I'm going to do a bit of a preview with them, maybe one of the Mets guys as well. Let's get some season. Let's get some series previews up with uh, the opposing fans as well. Not only that, we'll look at the uh, opening day lineup, what we think it will be. We're getting a good idea. And we'll compare it to some previous opening day lineups as well. Have some fun with that. We will get you in the full hype for this new season and opening weekend. Don't worry about that. Guys, thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please rate and subscribe to part of the podcast. That's it from me. It is Ring the Bell and from you, Alex. Ring the Bell, everybody. See you next week, guys. Thank you. <laughs>